Hey guys, I'm just recording this so that this podcast has a proper introduction. I got on a phone call with my friend Josh Wong. Uh, he had some really good thoughts about speaking out on social media with regards to the current social political situation. Um, I hope you guys get something from this. And I'll just bring you straight to the episode. Enjoy. Hey. Hey, what's up, man? Let me uh, start the recording. All right. Hello. Hello. Great. We're recording. Nice. How are you? I'm good. I've been good. Just helping out the house. Everything. Pretty chill. So you're you're in your house now. You're not in I know in LB. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I actually. When left, did you? I think it was March four. No, March thirteen. So like two days before the enhanced community quarantine. Ah. Okay. Matagal na. Yeah. Cool. Okay, let me just introduce you to everyone listening. So, uh, it's so cool because I found a way to make podcasts through phone call, which I'm sure is very normal. But uh, yeah, it, it's new technology for me. Mm-hmm. Woo! Uh, <laughs> this is my friend, Wash. Uh, for you OG Paper Cups who follow me on my YouTube channel, you will know who Josh is. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. We've known each other for years and years. And He's really smart. He's bright and intelligent. And uh, being a student of UP, it's <laughs> uh, straight into the stereotype. Now, we we started this, um, we came up with the idea for this podcast episode on a com- complete whim. Um, so we wanted to address the people on social media who are completely apathetic and don't care. Um, so... Some people out there have convictions. Some people uh, believe in the power of prayer, and so do we. But um, there are also some people who just choose to turn a blind eye. They choose to be unaware and ignorant. They blindly pray for positivity without really looking at the details of Mm -hmm. the suffering that their countrymen are going through. They're just choosing to submit to the government for submission. And there is room in the Bible for submission to the government. But we're going to take a, a bit of a deep dive into these topics now. Uh, Wash has a lot more to say than I do. And um, yeah, actually, before we start, let's right. pray. Because again, we're, we're speaking about quite sensitive issues here. Uh, these are our convictions, uh, subject to change as long as they submit to yeah. the Bible. But uh, yeah, so Lord, I pray that everything we say will be mm-hmm. out of love, out of encouragement. And we'll glorify you, Lord. I pray that uh, those who are sleeping mm-hmm. will wake up. And if we overstep, you will correct us. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, so I guess it's been so heartbreaking to see that. Like, I've been on social media a lot. And I've been on Twitter. Um, I've been on Instagram. And it, it's just it's just been so saddening to see that um, a lot of people have been have been choosing to rather not choose a side or be apolitical as you have said because they think that is the only way to mitigate the crisis we are currently dealing with not just in terms of covid-19 but um in terms of the whole context of the governance of the governance in the philippines and so yeah it's just it's just a sensitive topic as you said earlier because 
Right. Um, it's a matter of how that reflects who you are as a person. Eh? Like your political stand really does. Like even if people say that um, your political stand is totally different from, or says a little about your personality, the truth is it it really does eh? It really says about it really says a lot about what you fight for, um, what you believe in, and how you apply the context. At least in a Christian sense how you apply your faith in the bigger context of this specific um, situation. So, yeah. Right. Cool. So, uh, what, I guess, diving straight in, no? I don't want you to keep you right. too long, but uh, what would your message be, Siguro, to those who really choose to be apolitical and apathetic right, right. at the same time. So there I, I guess there are there are stands which I mean you you have it'll have to be mm-hmm. further explained, but uh taking no political stand but yet also a stand for righteousness at the same time is possible. But uh let's say you have no intention of taking any stand whatsoever and just choose to blindly submit right. for submission's sake. What would you say to people like that? Well, okay. So I think that, so just to encourage those who might be, um, or who think that being apolitical or being apathetic is the way to uh, mitigate the problem, I think that one thing I want to encourage those people with is that your political voice matters so much. It is often the thing that plays a critical role in how we change how the government um, acts. And we've seen this in the recent days. We've seen how um, the government has continued to listen to the people, um, the people who are complaining against, you know, the conditions that our frontliners are facing. We've seen how they responded. And though we can argue that though the efforts of the government aren't, aren't in full force yet, the truth of the matter is we are being heard there, or at least those who are taking a stand against um, the inadequacies and inefficiencies of the government. It's that we are being heard and that People are it's actually making a change. Yes, hello? Being heard. Yeah, yeah, my bad. The yeah. truth is that we're being heard and... The truth is that it's really that we're being yeah. heard and that we're really making change. Um, a lot of people to say who are apolitical or apathetic think that when you um, don't choose a stand, you are playing it safe. But you are actually putting multiple lives, at least, or it becomes a collateral to you know to who you risk, and so it, it in essence it becomes dangerous. Eh? And so one thing I'd like to say is that silence can actually be something that encourages um, blind approval of things. Yeah. Right. So when you choose to stay silent, kasi in um in times of conflict, you are. You, you may think that you are choosing the safe side, but you could be encouraging a regime that actually tolerates um, oppression, that tolerates human rights violations, that tolerates abuse. And so while you think that staying quiet is a safe choice because you are not saying anything, you are actually all the more just allowing and tolerating for authorities to execute their power in abuse. Yeah. And so Grab that, it. yeah. I mean, so I, I, think I that's I one main point, yeah. I call back to 
just some of the articles recently. Actually, <laughs> my wife Pauline um appeared in a CNN article cover photo. Eh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all but parang it's netizens expressing yung hashtag protect Vico. Mm-hmm. And tapos Pauline's tweet was was one of the ones on the cover photos. It talked about parang when we say protect Vico, we're also protecting the values that he stands up for. Right, know? right. Yeah. Not not self-interest, but serving the people, which hey, I'm proud of you, Pauline. Anyway, but these, parang, there have been tweets eh, that went viral that mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people hated on that says writing isn't helping anyone, mm-hmm. you know? Right, um, right. That says what you put out on social media is not going to be heard by the government. But, I mean, look at that sub-poena thing. Right. Is that how you pronounce it? Where, diba, sabi ni Chel Jokno that the government yeah. may even going after people who mm-hmm. uh, express their dissatisfaction with the government on social media. And so you just see how powerful of a tool it is if so Nolly and LP work as the best medium back then. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the best medium now is social media. So the people are speaking out. Do you hear the people saying, Kumbaga? I'm really yeah. proud of my countrymen. Yeah. But I think kasi on that topic of, you know, people saying that, ah, don't write na lang kasi it's um, a matter of you just being too loud or being too noisy. Um, or people saying that, you know, you know um, people saying that there's nothing you can do by ranting on social media. Um, but the thing is, I think, like I wrote this in one of my FB statuses. Like, yesterday, I posted a really long thread or rather a long status yesterday. And it was mm. just me differentiating negativity from being critical and that those are two different, two very, very, very different things. Because on one side, you can spew hatred towards the government and I can, I can, you know, I can say that some people really are on social media just to, just to throw hate on the government. Um, But on the other side, people are being critical and what being critical means is that it allows us to um, acknowledge the present or current realities that we are surrounded with and that yeah. we are acknowledging that there are things that we have to change in our government and that doesn't necessarily equate to hatred immediately and so I think that's where people get it wrong a lot of the times so being you know it's being interesting. Critical, yeah our, our president himself um, in 2016 one of the one of his first speeches mm-hmm. as yeah. he said is anything wrong that I'm doing? You have the right yeah, as, yeah. as a Philippine. I remember. Mm-hmm. It's funny how you know the governments are acting to our complaints now, but I mean it's it's there eh? when when you wanna appeal to just what ad- administration is, public service is. Uh, it does include, especially in a demo- democratic environment, it does mm-hmm. include the people's thoughts and voices into account. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, a small Bible study on uh, what it is to speak out according to the Word of God, and none of us are experts here, mm-hmm. uh, dear all. No, but um, mm-hmm. we we've gathered up a little bit, and Wash is gonna lay it down for us. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So, just on the context of. So we're talking about Christianity in the context of being apolitical, right? Yep. Yes. So 
I think that one of the things one of the that one of the things that people get wrong um, is separating your faith from what's happening around us. And I just I don't mm. you know I can say this you know about other aspects of our life, but one of the main things we separate our faith from is what's happening in politics. It's what's happening in the government. People will automatically call out political or rather people who take political stands as people who are radical, people who are complacent. But, mm. you know, these, these people want change. These people are experiencing um, firsthand the oppression that this government yeah. is um, showing. And so one, in this context of you know, Christianity and being apolitical, I think that we can never, ever exclusively isolate our Christianity up, you know, away from who we are or how, how we take a stand in government. In govern, in the, in governance. Oh, completely. So we can't say that we stand for righteousness, yet stay silent. One of the things I said yesterday my FB status is, as Christians, we want to be salt and light, yet we tolerate yeah. treatment. We see, we, you know, we let these things happen before our eyes. Um, we want to be hands and feet, yet do nothing for our countrymen. We don't, you know, take any effort to donate to our to fundraisers or, you know, to any, you know, to just yeah. to anything or in this situation. Or we want to be the voice of reason, yet we stay quiet in our homes and we don't say anything or about the situation. And I'm not saying that we automatically have to, again, voice out our anything. Because again, yeah, there's oh, there's also wisdom in that. Eh? There's also so much wisdom yeah. in what's necessary to say and what, right? But yeah. it's just we can never isolate our faith from what's happening. Because eh? when again, when we look at the yeah. character of Jesus. Like what you were talking about earlier, bro, was that you know Jesus was yeah. both a gentle and very very personal savior and pastor to everyone, but at the same time was a community activist. He wanted change. Oh yeah, he was both compassionate um, to his disciples, but at the same time he was the one who touched the unclean, those who were in need. He yeah. had passion for them. And he he had he yeah. spent equal time spreading and preaching to thousands of people, but at the same time, changing social structures. That was his. Yeah. That was his revolution. And I really, yeah. Just, I, I love, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that uh, that word you just used, not or that phrase, changing social structures. I mean, when you think about it. He, he was a born Jew, and then yeah. he goes into the of the tax collectors who are corrupt, right? Mm-hmm. He goes into the houses of like, right. all the sinners and hangs out the shoots. He heals on the Sabbath day, which you know they considered yeah. breaking the law mm-hmm. uh, back then in that. Time. And you have these traits passed down to his disciples. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the disciples were, were um, you know, for preaching the gospel. They were tortured, they were jailed, and mm-hmm. many were even killed. Right. right. Um, and you know, as as much as we want to say that, oh, Christianity and politics don't mix, mm-hmm. you know, Christianity and our faith will permeate every right. you know aspect of our being. True. Okay. Um, 
Christianity will permeate fitness. Like you gotta take care of your body. It's a temple of the Holy right. Spirit, right? Yeah. Um, God gave us to take care of. It permeates what ecology. You gotta take care of the environment because God gave us to be a steward, right? And it's the same with governance. Like it's not just politics, eh, but it's it's the whole notion of good governance, of public service, of righteousness, of upholding justice. Mm-hmm. These things. Whether you consider yourself political or even good at politics, everybody has a right. sense of justice, right? And this is what Jesus was yeah. pushing forward. That, um, in fact, actually, he was pushing more than that. Um, his main preaching was the kingdom mm-hmm. of God mm-hmm. has come. A con- direct contrast to the earthly kingdom which at the to- time was, uh, totally was the Roman government. Man. Very, very different. But people, people thought Jesus was going to have yeah. a revolution. Eh? But people, uh, the mom of James, Andrew and James or something like that, like the Sons of Thunder, he was like, yo, which one of my sons can sit at your right hand once you're mm-hmm. done with the revolution? You know. And then Peter had the sword with him and cut off the ear of the guy who was trying to arrest Jesus. They really thought it was that kind of a political yeah. revolution. It wasn't that mm-hmm. kind of a political revolution, but it was a political yeah. revolution. It one where, you know, the the current government and political standards and laws and social structures mean nothing, uh, not mean nothing, but have less relevance compared to what the kingdom of God mm-hmm. is trying to do. And at the end of the day, the kingdom of God is real good governance. This is a good father, a good king. Right. And so we got to stand up for righteousness. If that's a political stance to you, if that is prayer to you, if that is speaking out on social media to you, then do that. But as Christians, yeah. we're called to stand up, stand for up sure. for righteousness. Yeah, I, I really like your point where you where, where you said that, you know, our Christianity permeates every aspect of our life. Because that really is true. And that um, some people, you know, some Christians think or rather believe that you know the values that they learn in Bible study or in their personal quiet time is only exclusive to that aspect of their life. But once again, as I've said earlier, that yeah. permeates through each and every aspect. And so in that sense, um, I think what people or what Christians fail to see is how they can apply those values, how they can apply those, um, those specific lessons within the gospel itself, within this current situation, within, yeah. you know, amidst, bad governance. And, uh, you know, we can apply that in simple things and that's by, you know, informing others of what's happening. And and through that, we can build connections and eventually spread the gospel. That can be by helping the needy. And that's in itself embodying um, the character of Jesus when he was reaching out to those who were sick, those who, were, who needed healing. And in that, we, and in turn, we can pray for those people. And, you know, I think it's people, it's Christians failing to see how these certain values found in the gospel can be applied practically um, in our lives right. in such in the within this context. Yeah, one of my favorite um, things to bring up is really just my main man, my Lodi yeah. Vico Soto, no mayor of. I used to live in Pasig. <laughs> I'm so sad that I had to move to, <laughs> but. Um, I like how this guy stands up for what is right because after you know he was 
call, uh, summoned by the NBI mm-hmm. for yeah. investigation. Um, diba, after all of that drama, he posted on Instagram, the one with the panda. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys who are listening, you, you check that post out. But then he said, uh, ano yung trabaho lang? Like, keep working? May, may something, like that. something like that. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, oh. The, point, the point being, dude, let's just keep yeah, working. Let's keep distributing sure. leaf goods. Let's keep helping, you know, the people that we're meant to serve. Um, and I like how this guy applies Proverbs 38 verse 8 to 9. This was in my Good Morning Nate episode. If you guys <laughs> want to watch it, um, open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Grab the Bible gives, you know, like a solid mm-hmm. command to defend the rights of the poor and the needy. And this guy, Vico, he says, you know, basta magbayanihan tayo. We gotta cooperate. Right now, it's not it's not the optimal time to have an argument, especially for, for him, the mayor, for me to have a, an argument with mm-hmm. the national government. But what's most important is magbayanihan tayo. And I'm gonna help right. the poor and the needy. And that's how he chooses his mouth. So where, wherever you are on the spectrum, just don't be apathetic. Stand up for righteousness. That's yeah. my say. For sure. I, I yeah. Cool. Is there any- yeah, I think I just want to add just shortly that, you know, being political or taking a political stand doesn't automatically equate to, you know, going out on the streets and rallying. It comes as simple as educating yourself, you know, being present, um, being informed about what's happening around you. And as, you know, as small as they seem, those things are powerful because you get to generate um, a, more, a more solid perspective on how the gospel or how the Bible applies to the current situation. And so I just really want to encourage everyone, who, those who still think that, um, you know, that, you know, taking no side is the safe side. It's that... Um, you know, we want to fight for righteousness. We want to fight for the good of everyone. And we just hope that you are, you know, on the same boat. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. man. This was a very enriching podcast. I'm sure a lot of people will uh, will benefit from this. If you guys have notes, my podcast listeners, since you guys... Okay, wait. We... I, this is my first time recording on pod, on this platform. It says it's trying to reconnect. So if you guys caught a choppy moment, I'm sorry <laughs> about that. Um, I'm sure you can glean naman the point of what he was saying. You know what? I'll just reconcile with Wash on chat after I close this podcast. He pretty much finished his points anyway. Um, but... All right, sorry about that, guys. Um, I just chatted with Wash. Uh, I closed the podcast, or at least our conversation. Um, I don't know if I even finished my last sentence. I'm just gonna like put this audio segment right next to the other one. So sorry, na lang about the uh, very rickety editing. But if you are a podcast listener and you listen all the way to the end then you get to email me your comments and suggestions uh, since you guys aren't too many to handle. Uh, I check email about 
you know, once every two days, except for the urgent ones. Uh, so I'll reply in about two days, uh, max. Nate.punzadan at gmail.com. I would love to hear your comments. Um, if there's anything you need to correct me about, I'm very open also. Uh, I just really want to stand up for what's right. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. See you in the next one.